blessings and not our problems and help us to look to you and in you find encouragement and in the words and care of others find encouragement. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you had just had a riot in your city and a riot directed against you because you were a Christian, I'm sure that you would feel totally shredded, very fearful, and wondering what your next step might be. But that's how the Christians in Ephesus must have felt after the riot that we read about in the previous chapter that was organized by the silversmiths because the Christians, they felt, were destroying their trade. They felt they were destroying their trade because the Christians were preaching that God was not in a silver idol to be worshipped, but rather God was the mighty creator who was across the face of the earth. That's as I said, it's in Acts chapter 19. And now Paul comes to these struggling Christians to say his goodbye. But first of all, he encourages them. Verse 1 here, when the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples and after encouraging them, said goodbye and set out for Macedonia. Paul could so easily have just slipped away and got clear of potential trouble. But he knew what these Ephesian Christians had just gone through. So he makes time to encourage them before he leaves. In so many ways, I don't think he'd have needed to say a great deal. Simply the fact that he'd made that time and gone to be with them would have been enough encouragement to them. But he does say a few encouraging words to them and what a blessing that would have been to them. It's always so encouraging when people make time for you. I remember as a young minister, when Biddy and I went on holiday to a campsite in the Lake District. And whilst we were there, the great Bible convention, the Keswick Convention was on, and my tutor from theological college, the Reverend Dr. Donald English, was preaching there. And so we came along and we sat at the back of a huge crown and listened to this wonderful preacher. But then a steward brought us a note. And when I opened it, it was from Don. And he said, could you make time to have a coffee with me after the meeting has finished? This great Christian man who everybody wanted to talk to had noticed us. He wanted to know how we were getting on in our six-month-old marriage. He'd been at the service. He wanted to chat to us about where we would be in our ministry, which we were starting in the autumn. And we left that place so encouraged by his words and by that meeting. And I want to say to you this morning, try to be an encourager. That person at work who's messed up a bit on the latest project needs a bit of encouragement to get them back on track. 
that youth leader or Sunday school teacher who never gets to hear these wise pearls of wisdom from the sermon because they're always down with the children need a bit of encouragement from you, the congregation, so that they realize what a valuable job they're doing. That child who struggles a bit in some areas of work needs encouragement to keep up with the maths or the English or whatever. Encouragement means so much. You've no idea how blessed I've been across the years by letters and emails and comments on the door which have encouraged me in my ministry here, especially at times when the going's been hard. Encouragement is so important, so helpful. And Paul knew that, so he encouraged these Christians before he moved on. But Paul doesn't stop with that one situation because we read here in verse 2, he traveled through that area speaking many words of encouragement to the people. As Paul travels forward on his journey, he stops time and again with one or another of the struggling little new churches in that area, largely made up of new converts who were finding that the world in which they were trying to witness was a very hostile world. Can you imagine how encouraging that must have been to hear that Paul was coming, the great leader of the church? It's a bit like perhaps a little church, I don't know where, perhaps in Morton in the Marsh in Gloucestershire, hearing that the Archbishop of Canterbury was going to come and preach the next Sunday. What an encouragement how thrilled they'd be. And notice also, it says that uh, he's got his companions with him. And I'm not going to read their names, because I don't think I'd pronounce them as well as Genevieve did. Um, what, a, what a reading to give her. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, it must have been even more encouraging for them when Paul turned up with a team of people. We read about that, don't we, here in verse four. And then he sends that team ahead to prepare the way and just leaves Luke with him. And they travel up together to Troas. And I find it such an encouragement and a blessing here at the Methodist Central Hall to be part of a team. I've written about it in Westminster Word this month. I no longer call myself the superintendent minister. I call myself the team leader and superintendent minister. Because I think the team is more important than the individual, more important than the role. And it's such an encouragement to be part of a team or a group. The choir encourage one another to sing in tune. Doesn't always work, but most of, <laughs> most of the time it does. Um, <laughs> never, I could never resist it with the choir. I'm sorry about that. The devil always gets the better of me. Uh, the Sunday school teachers encourage one another when the children are naughty. The collection counting teams encourage one another when they've got piles of coins and notes to sort out. I could give example after example. 
If it's a good team, being part of it is a blessing. Always an encouragement. And to be honest, when we look at the book of Acts, Paul started as a bit of loner, a bit of a loner. But over the years, he became much more of a team man. And his ministry was the better of it by a mile. And then I find the next five verses so encouraging as well. Verses uh, 7 to uh, 7 onwards. Now you may say to me, how on earth can you be encouraged by the story of a young man called Eutychus falling asleep, falling out the window, and getting killed? Well, I am so very encouraged as a Methodist preacher that this greatest of all Christians, St. Paul, could preach far too long a sermon, which was far too boring, and therefore one of his congregation fell asleep. I find that very encouraging. Because <laughs> I can tell you it's not very encouraging when you've worked all week on a sermon and you give your heart out and people fall asleep. On one occasion, I had to send a church steward to wake up my organist because she was rocking on her seat and I was worried that she might fall off. On another occasion, I could hardly hear myself speak for the snoring of, of somebody in the congregation. And of course, that person was snoring and everybody else was trying not to laugh. If you read the history books in the Georgian church, in the Georgian times, they used to have pay somebody. And this person would have a pointed stick. And they'd go round the congregation. And if anybody was asleep, they'd give them a bit of a poke. <laughs> now, uh, sadly, I expect we couldn't do that these days because of health and safety. Um, <laughs> The stick might be the wrong length, or it might not be pointed enough, or too pointed. But it's, it's a good idea, I think. I, I just have to commend it to Martin Atkins when he comes here, I think. Well, I'm encouraged that Paul shared my experience. And I think it's very encouraging when people share their experience. I'd encourage you to share your experience. As most of you know, I've recently had a diagnosis of cancer. And I was so encouraged when one of the company staff came to see me and told me he'd had exactly the same sort as one of my cancers and that he'd had an operation and all was now well. I found that really encouraging. And when we know someone who's walked in our shoes, who's shared our mistakes, our hopes, our trepidations, our doubts, whatever, when they share that with us, we are so greatly encouraged. So I say to you, be an encourager. And if you know that you may well be able to help somebody by encouraging them and sharing how you've been that situation before, you've walked that way before, then take your courage and go and do it. You will be helped and, in, and a helper and an encourager and bless other people. 
And then the second way I'm encouraged by this story of the young man Eutychus falling from the window is that when Paul prayed for him, he was healed. He fell, we're told here in verse 9, to the ground, was picked up from dead, verse 10. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said, he's alive. Verse 12, the people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. On Wednesday, uh, Peter Edwards here and uh, Dr. Cassie Henderson and myself were making a series of programs for Premier Radio under the uh, gentle chairmanship of Tony steering us along. It's in our God's Healing Love broadcasts that go out on Saturdays and Sundays on Premier Christian Radio. I do hope you might listen to them. And because uh, I've given 94 talks on healing on Premier Radio, I've just about run out of what I can say. We've gone on to a discussion format. And one of the questions was asking why we pray with people when they may not get healed. And that's a fair question. But of course the answer is that we pray with people because although some don't get healed, perhaps most don't get healed, some do. And when they do get healed, what an encouragement that is. I remember at one of our healing conferences here, praying for a lady who got very little hearing. And I have to admit, I was none too confident as I prayed with her in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for her healing. And I put my hands on each of her ears as I did that. And how wonderfully encouraged I was when she began to say, well, I can hear a bit better. And then she said, I can hear a bit better. I've got to admit, I was absolutely amazed. We, we pray with people, and sometimes in some situations, we don't have as much faith as we might do in other situations. I'd seen people healed before, but it was the first time I'd witnessed someone getting their hearing back. And for the rest of that service, I prayed with such fire and belief because I'd seen God at work. And when we see God at work, that is so encouraging. Last Sunday, or the Sunday before, I think it was, when we saw 15 of our sisters and brothers confirmed, I'm sure that we were all greatly encouraged in our faith. When sometimes we give an appeal for Christian commitment or for people to come into a deeper experience of the Holy Spirit and people come here to the front and kneel, that is a great encouragement to us. When there's a special collection for a, a relief after a disaster or for some project within the church and people give generously, that's such an encouragement to us. When there's a job to be done and someone offers to do it, that's such an encouragement to us. And do you know on a Sunday morning, when I look out across the congregation and I see your smiling faces, sometimes they're smiling, I see your faces, do you know that's such an encouragement to me? Because I know what a great effort you've made to get here. Thank you for encouraging me across the years and my colleagues for just being here. That's such an encouragement. And I think Paul must have been so encouraged as he saw the young man get up and eat. 
Because seeing God at work is encouraging. Having someone share their experience with you is encouraging. Having a team to work with and belong to is encouraging. Having someone notice you and stop and make time for you is encouraging. So you be that person. You stop. You make the effort to speak a word of encouragement when it's needed. You be a good team member and not a moaner. You share your experience with others so that they can feel helped and encouraged in their journey. You be open to God that he might use you. And when you do that, you will be following in the steps of St. Paul. And you will be such a blessing to your church and to all your family and friends because you will be an encourager. And we need encouragers. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for those people who've encouraged us across the years, encouraged us when we were young people to keep going in our career or in our Christian faith. 